Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour. Thank you for joining me on this beautiful day. I'm so grateful. (sighs) I'm actually in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. I came for the weekend to attend some meetings with my staff and team, and we're gearing up for some beautiful shifts and changes. So we had an opportunity to meet together, and uh, that's always a wonderful thing. And I'm very inspired today, too, because I have uh, a wonderful guest for us, as you probably know uh, already. We have Cindy Laura Renard, and she's here on the line with us now. Hey, Cindy. Hey, Jennifer. Nice to be here with you again. I know. It's great. Um, we'll, uh, it's tempting to just jump in and start chatting, but I'm going to start us off with a prayer like I always do. So I'm going to invite everyone to take a breath. And we place our hand on our heart just to remind ourselves that we're wholeheartedly choosing the atonement for ourselves. We're wholeheartedly choosing to wake up. And to remember the truth about ourselves and everyone else. So taking these breaths of love and gratitude together, we open ourselves to the awareness of love's presence, to the guidance of the higher Holy Spirit self. We partner up. We're not going it alone anymore. We're recognizing that there is no such thing as alone. And we're opening ourselves to unprecedented healing. We're choosing to live a life that is prosperous, where we have a deep sense of well-being. So we're consciously laying on the holy altar fire of divine love, any and all blocks to love, blocks to insight or guidance, anything that we've been holding on to as a treasure that has been more important to us than our connection with God. We're giving it away right here, right now, giving the Holy Spirit the heavy lifting of figuring out how to have a healing. We're opening ourselves to extraordinary and miraculous healing, which is our birthright. It is our inheritance, and we are grateful and thankful to choose it now. In gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone because we're one with them. In gratitude, we let it be. We know it's done, and so it is. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Yeah. Yes. That's beautiful. Thank you, Cindy. Well, I'm... uh, Excited, we had a chance in uh, September, some of the folks listening may have caught it, our class in the Living A Course of Miracles class series, which people can still go to Living A Course of Miracles and get. Uh, we did a class based on your book talking about health and well-being. So you have this wonderful new book this, that came out this year, A Course in Health and Well-Being, and um for those who don't know you, Cindy, I'd just like to share with them that you and I have known each other for about 10 years. We figured that out when we talked in September, that we met 10 years ago, uh, and um, 
and then we became friends. Gary, your Gary Renard, your husband, moved to um, L.A. where uh, to be with you, where you were living and are living, and uh, I was living at the time. And so we had opportunities to hang out together and go to things together and do things together. And um, and of course, we see each other at conferences and things like that. And from time to time, we get to just hang out and have phone calls. So we've we've known each other for 10 years, and you have been a core student for how long now? Uh, now it's been about 12 years, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. like a lot of people, you um, – uh, well, did you read – yes, yeah, so you read Disappearance of the Universe um, right in the beginning. Oh, yeah, right in the beginning. Um that is what, like a lot of people, really took me to the next level um, and looking at the course and really starting the workbook of the course. Um, just like a lot of people, it was the disappearance of the universe that really inspired me to look at it deeper in a deeper way because I had always had the course. It was I've had it, I had it for many years before disappearance came along. Um, I just never really opened it up and really, really studied it. So um, I also have to thank my mother <laughs> for being, you know, an inspiration and helping me to kind of get started because she was sharing the lessons with me. She was doing the workbook before I did and was attending a study group. And we had so many amazing chats about the course and she was telling me what she was learning from it. And then when she got a copy of Gary's book back in 2005, um, she was raving about it, was just sharing it with me. And, um, you know, we had really wonderful conversations and that's kind of just how it all started. And then I really started getting more interested and I just knew, just knew that it was meant to be my path. As soon as I started reading, you know, um, Gary's book, it was like a lightning bolt just went through my <laughs> my body and, and woke me up to the realization that this was the answer, the answer to yeah. other questions I've had, you know, yeah. over the years. And it just answered every question. Yeah. You know? and that's what the course tends to do, doesn't it? It seems to mm -hmm. answer the, the questions we have. Yeah, that's very well said. You know, I've, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say it like that, Cindy. And for those who are starting off with the course, I think that's such an, a valuable thing to keep in mind as you're looking, like just holding the course in your hands and saying, this book is the voice of my teacher who has all the answers. Uh, and of course, the teacher is really we're one with our teacher. We're not separate from our teacher. We are our teacher. It, the course is very clear that we are not separate from God. We are one with God, and one, uh, and we are God. And um, I, I would like to mention too before uh, we we move more into talking about your book that uh, Disappearance of the Universe, written by your husband, Gary Renard, um, who, of course, uh, you, you met through uh, going to hear him speak. And um, I tell everyone, and I say it on the radio show from time to time, usually every couple months or so, I'll just tell everybody. People ask me all the time, how do I start studying the course? I say, well... 
get Gary Renard's book, Disappearance of the Universe. <laughs> start reading that and then start reading the clarification of terms and the teacher's manual. And that, I find, is the, the, the way to really get into it and understand it right away. Yeah. Yes. You know what? I, I often say the same thing um, when people say, well, what, what should I do when I actually have the course in my hand? Should I start with the workbook? Should I start with the manual? Should I start with the text? And um, I actually think it's so helpful and there's no right way to do it or wrong way, but I always suggest also, you know what, read the manual for teachers, the clarification of terms, because it explains so well all the ideas, the concepts, the terms that you're going to be reading in the text so well, so you're going to have a much stronger foundation to start with, you know, as well as, well as the disappearance of the universe. When you read that, um, if that's something that speaks to you, as well as the, the manual, you'll get a great, great summary of all of the, the themes in the course. Then when you yeah. go to do the text or even the workbook, you're going to just have a deeper much deeper and broader understanding of the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no hurry. There's no race. Yeah. No rush. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you don't have to do a lesson a day. It's much more about doing the lesson, really embodying the lesson, really living it than racing mm-hmm. through it 365. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's, there's, you know, the, the course is such a, it's authoritative, the voice of Jesus is so, but it's gentle and loving. And he's just a guide. He's, you know, he is our teacher, you know, in, in the course. And he's gently and lovingly guiding us, you know, to give, well, we don't have to give up the world, but he's, he's guiding us to the realization that we're going to be much happier when we give up the world as we perceive it. Mm-hmm. Give up our own meaning that we gave the world. You know, not that we have to give up things here and our lives here and all the normal things we do here. But when, when it, he's really guiding us to let go of the world we made with fear and helping us to transform that um, into truth, the illusions we made to truth. And it's a, it's a course in thought reversal. You know, we're <laughs> really learning to unlearn our mistake, our mistaken choice for the ego. And so it's just really can't emphasize enough how this is really a, a practice of the mind. It's not about the world of behavior. <laughs> so the more we just get in touch with their mind's power to choose, we, that's where the real cause, where the shift takes place in the mind, not in the world. You know, we'll realize that when we make the shift in our mind from the ego to the Holy Spirit, the world just takes care of itself. We don't have to worry about what's exactly specifically happening in, in the world because that will it will it's an effect and it will change according to your how you perceive it your perception of the world will change as you change your mind and um that brings ultimate peace and well-being um because as we work at the mind level and work with our unforgiving thoughts bringing our unforgiveness to the light of truth through true forgiveness this is this is a state of mind that of course talks about this is what we really are wanting. You know, this is what we really want is to be in a state yes. of peace, you know, <laughs> not fear. Right. And uh, I love the course. That's what it's directing us towards. That's what it's leading us towards. Yeah, I, I do know you as someone who really loves the course, is so connected to the teacher of the course, and it's uh 
such a passion. We've had so many wonderful conversations over the years. And your I'd like to ask you, because a lot of people get inspired to write books. I'd like to ask you about your process of becoming inspired to write uh, your book, A Course in Miracles, uh, in Health and Well-Being. Uh, what, what, what got you started? I was receiving so many questions on health, on what do I do when I have a pain in my body? What do I do when I, when I am diagnosed with cancer? You know, how would A Course in Miracles look at this? How do I apply forgiveness to this? And I was getting, and, and the workshops I do, um, lots of questions are centered around, around health and well-being, so much so that I got a download. I just, I call them downloads with inspiration, but I call them downloads. I receive inspired thoughts. And I just got this download that, you know what? Why not write a book? I get so many questions about this. Why not write a book that expands on the themes of health in terms of how A Course in Miracles looks at health? What is health really? And how do we maintain a peaceful mind regardless of what's going on in the body? And so I thought I got this idea to just have my first book because this is actually one of three books I'm going to write expanding on various themes in the course. And this is the first one. And so I thought I'm just going to answer some of the most commonly asked questions that we get in our workshops about this theme. So um, that's kind of where the idea was born. I just got this inspiration that just came through um, to do it. Um, And so I wanted to take a lot of the parts in the course that talk about health, um, which Jesus says in the course, health is inner peace. You know, he says health is relinquishing all attempts to use the body lovelessly. You know, in other words, when we use the body without love, we become sick. And, but the key is, and this is what I expand on in my book, is that the goal is not to have a healthy body because there is no body. The body's just in the mind. If the body's in the mind, then isn't the goal that I can be peaceful regardless of what the effect is of what's going on in my body or whatever symptom I may have, it doesn't have to take away the peace of God in my mind. That's the true message. That's the real message there is the ego projected bodies at the seeming beginning of the projection that are both healthy and sick. Mm-hmm. But it's, this is a world of duality, you know, and, and we're going to have bodies that are healthy and sick. But but if you are mind, you still have the power of how you're looking at everything and how you're even experiencing an illness, for example. Um, and you can be practical, do the normal thing. Um, this is not about denying a, a sickness, illness of any kind. You can go to your doctor, do what you would normally do to take care of your body. But the goal is how though am I, what is my attitude? What, what is my state of mind as I'm going through this challenging time? You know, that, and am I, am I, is there any unforgiveness in my mind that is contributing to a sense of um, discontent or lack or, you know, suffering of any kind? You know, that's what we really want to look at. And when you, when you change the mind, which is the cause, then the effect, you know, will take care of itself. And sometimes the body issue goes away. Sometimes it doesn't, but isn't the goal. Well, again, well, I can see peace instead of this anyway. 
regardless if the symptom goes away or not. You know, I can rise above the battleground of the body, of the world, into my mind where true cause, where true change originates. And I can, I can choose again what I would have myself be. That which is whole in God, never left its source, totally innocent, one with my creator. You know, I can either identify with that or I could identify with the ego, which is identifying with the body. And anyway, so my book just, um, it really expands on also practical ways mm-hmm. of how to move through, navigate through, you know, challenging times, body issues. Um, but I talk more about deeper and about forgiveness and about how we, you can forgive anything, that there's no hierarchy of illusions. And you can train the mind to think this way more and more as you go along that, you know, one thing doesn't have to necessarily be harder to overcome than another because it's all untrue. We're all, you know, and, and when we learn to see everything is the same here in the world, it's all the same. It's all a dream. And in other words, the mindset could be, well, I'm having a dream of pain or I'm having a dream that my body is not well, but that's not my identity. It's not what I really am. So I can bring that to my mind. You know, remember, I can bring this illusion of identifying myself as this sick body you know, I can bring that to the truth, which means bringing it to the Holy Spirit's uh, thought system in your mind that says nothing happened. You know, I'm still innocent. I am exactly as God created me. Nothing less than God. I cannot have a will apart from God. There's, it's impossible to even be separate from God. So when you just practice that on a you know daily basis, just identifying with yourself as spirit over form, this is how you start to train the mind more and more where you develop the strength of, you know, of course we call it, you know, you're developing the strength of Christ in you, you know, and the power of Christ. Then, you know, you become that and you start living that more daily and that becomes your only reality. And over time, over time, it's a process. It doesn't mean it happens all at once, but it is a process. But as we train our minds and with through practice and, you know, daily, um, just like with anything else, when you practice, you get better and better and better, you know, <laughs> at it. You know, this is, it's, uh, what you're saying is so helpful. And the awareness that there is no order of difficulty, that's the difficulty, is really to maintain that awareness that there is no order of difficulty. And, uh, of course, all of our pain really comes from our interpretation of things. And that's where the unforgiveness comes. So how do you work in your mind with the difficulties that you experience where you see your mind is in pain, your heart is in pain. And because you've gone through some difficult things. One thing I'd like people to know is that Cindy, this is your third time, I think, being on the radio show. You've been on twice, once with your mom, your sister and your brother-in-law, and then once with them again and Gary uh, because we did two two shows mm-hmm. about um, two episodes about the f- practicing in family and um, and uh, as we talked about in the summer class your your brother was suddenly killed at a very young age and uh, it was a shock and that was just not not many years ago mm-hmm. just, 
And so, and of course, you've had other challenges as we've all had. Uh, have you ever had an intense physical challenge? Yes, I, I write about. I write about in my book. Um, although it wasn't a, it wasn't a pain in my body that I experienced, but it was the loss of my voice, and I, I experienced that two right. two years in a row. <laughs> where mm-hmm. where I um but it was pretty intense. I mean meaning like it wasn't that I didn't have I remember, any, yeah. Yeah. It's just that it was just a but it was about three months each time, kind of a longer extended period of time where it was so raspy and I had to be really careful with mm-hmm. with my speaking and I had it really, you know, was something that I wasn't really used to. I mean that hadn't happened to me really before and and with the intensity that it did in those two years. And, uh, I, it just kind of threw me for a loop. I was like, wow, what, okay. What? And I, and I was practicing the course. So I was, you know, looking deeper into the nature of, of why it appeared as a symptom in this particular form of like my voice, you know, which is, you know, you know, as you know, you know, part of, you know, a big chunk of my work is public speaking, it's singing, you know, it's using my voice, you know, all the time. So I was thinking, well, this is interesting, you know, um, Maybe I'm being guided to, you know, uh, make a shift, you know, in my life in some way or and it's through, you know, through the losing of my voice. You know, this is it's motivating me It motivated me to go within more. Um, So that was number one for me. I thought, well, this is motivating me to go within and look deeper into into my life in general and see if I'm really paying attention or tuning in and listening, you know, to, Mm -hmm. you know. And so what I got was. Well, and this was right when I was in the middle of recording my new CD, right in the middle of the recording process, you know, and it was going so well, you know, and I was like, oh, you know, everything was flowing, you know, and then (laughs) this came on. And then, so I got the inspiration. Well, maybe, and this is before I was really writing, right, right before I wrote my book or anything. And I got the inspiration that, well, maybe I'm supposed to sort of quiet the, I'm supposed to shift my focus a little bit and express myself through writing for a while you know and it's sure enough uh, that inspiration was accurate because i i got then the hit later the download i was talking about earlier came soon after that about writing a series of books expanding on themes in a course in miracles and let myself express that way not that i can't sing still which i do which i love to do but right now my focus has shifted a bit now to the writing and i think that's what i was being guided to do and so through the loss of my voice, it helped me move on to that next stage. And But I also was practicing the course because there were times when it was really, um, I had severe allergies during that time. And when I say severe, I mean, it was pretty severe. I was, I had, you know, I was, um, it was difficult to breathe at times. You know, I had sort of this mucus in my throat. It was constant, like mucus, like every day I was, I was, you know, had that, uh, the, the drip, they call it the drip or whatever the, um, you know what they call it when you have uh, that, it's called a drip, a nasal drip. Yeah. Post nasal drip. Yeah. Post nasal drip. I had that like every day for three months. Uh, so that was just, so I was really, and then, you know, I have to admit, of sure it could be annoying at times it was annoying, but what I did, this is my process. I said, well, I'm having a dream. And I would say this daily, I'm having a dream that I'm having these allergies, but I don't have to identify with the dream. It's a dream. 
it's it's not reality. And my reality is I'm safe at home in God, you know, and I'm nothing less than God, and I've never been apart from God. So what I really am can't be sick in any way. You know, I'm not even a body. So mm-hmm. if I'm having a dream that I'm a body, I can change my mind about it. So I would change my mind about my identity, remember that I am perfect spirit. Then at night I would do an exercise and I would invite the Holy Spirit in. Um, and I would, I expand on this in my book and Gary um, introduced this exercise through Art and Persa in Love Has Forgotten No One, which I did, where you join with the Holy Spirit at night and imagine it's light and washing over you and absolving you of all guilt and it's healing you as you sleep mm-hmm. and you say to yourself in your mind before you go to sleep i have the guiltless mind cannot suffer sin does not exist now i am as god created me and when you get very clear on that you go to sleep as you join with the holy spirit and you wake up in the morning know that the holy spirit is doing its work through you and then I start all, all over again the next day and I turn my day over to the Holy Spirit. Then I do the same process. I remind myself of the truth that I'm not a body. You know, I'm, I am as God created me. So that, and I would, for, if there was any forgiveness that I needed to do, I would do the actual steps of forgiveness. And, and I, would, I would say, I'm, remember, I'm remembering that I'm dreaming and I forgive my projected images, including this body and myself for dreaming them. You know, um, there's only a belief in guilt, not real guilt. And I would just join with the Holy Spirit in peace and turn it over to the Holy Spirit. So those combinations of things is how I moved through that situation. And I think it really, really helped me move through it much easier and than it would have, much smoother than it would have if I wasn't doing any mind work. Right. Any work. So and it really, truly was helpful. You know, this is what I want people to know is that when you really, really apply these things, you know, over time, you're going to notice, you know, the benefits of it. If you just keep at it, though, if you kind of just stay vigilant, That's you don't it. give up. Yes, yeah, stay vigilant. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, for me, uh, one of the things that is critical for us to remember in moving through these kinds of things much more quickly is the trust is the number one characteristic of the teachers of God, as it tells us in the manual for teachers. So we demonstrate our trust, which is required. It's required for us to actually demonstrate our trust. We can't just say, oh, I trust in the Lord. We, we have to demonstrate it by doing exactly what you're talking about, Cindy, which is you are, part, well, I call it partnering up. You're partnering up with the Holy Spirit again and again and again. You're not trying to figure it out on your own. And that you can only do that with real trust. And in my experience working with so many people who are have been deeply suffering, that's what these things are for. They're yes. to to get us to say, Okay, I, I have to surrender now. I have to. There's no other way I can see that. Absolutely. The, 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 the moment of surrender, you know, that's, it's a very beautiful thing to surrender. You're, you're surrendering your own ideas, like your own, the meaning that you're giving everything and bringing that to the Holy Spirit, which has a whole nother interpretation, mm-hmm. whole nother interpretation. And trust is huge in this. You know, um, that's what I chose. I said, you know what, I'm going to let go of mm-hmm 
my own ideas of of even the outcome of what the outcome is going to be. I have to I'm going to let go of all of it and completely trust that the Holy Spirit, uh, it through my joining, is taking my forgiveness and it's it's doing the correction through me for me. I'm not even doing the correction. I'm my part is just to do the do the forgiveness, you know, join with the Holy Spirit. And as I do that, the Holy Spirit is the correction, you know, does the correction through me. So I'm not doing it on my own. And that complete trust that everything is okay anyway. Mm -hmm. Like not just because I have a symptom of something, it doesn't mean I'm not okay unless I interpret it to mean that way. It's my choice, my choice, period. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, it's... It's so challenging, and the challenge is to get us to focus our mind. Yes. Yes, and that's the, where the vigilance comes in by we, you know, be vigilant only for God in his kingdom. You know, sometimes I'll, I would say that, actually, that specific line. Yes. And I still do, even when things are going great, just as a reminder, as a refresher. I just say, be vigilant only for God in his kingdom. You know, be vigilant only. I mean, if you just say that slowly a few times in a row, you know, like four or five times slowly to yourself on a daily basis, it really starts to sink in. You know, if you allow yourself just to be in that space and and say these right-minded ideas, even when things are going great, just as reminders. You know, I do this every day. This is part of my practice. I could be in the grocery store. I use this often as an example, but I could just be anywhere. But like at a grocery store doing my grocery shopping. And sometimes in the middle of my shopping, I just in my mind, I say, oh, I'm having a dream that I'm in the grocery store. (laughs) I really I just I'm having a dream that I'm, you know, I'm driving, I'm doing zipping around, doing my errands. But this is so interesting. And I just remind myself that all of it is a dream. You know, and I'm not really here. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mentally reviewing the script, you know. And, I, and so I will say those kinds of things daily, you know, to keep these ideas fresh in my mind, regardless of what's going on, regardless. And as it says, as Jesus tells us in the course, we don't even have to believe it. We just have to keep doing it and doing it demonstrating our willingness, demonstrating our trust. And that's what will uh, really open our mind to the healing. Uh, I, I would, uh, I'd, I'd like to um, uh, ask you a question about being vigilant only for God, but it's time for us to take a break. So uh, I'm, we're going to go to break here. And uh, I'm Jennifer Hadley, and my guest today is author Cindy Laura Renard, who has written uh, the beautiful book, A Course in Health and Well-Being. And we're on Unity Online Radio, where we're living the love, we're walking the talk, and Cindy and I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. 
we're back. My guest today is Cindy Laura Renard, author of A Course in Health and Well-Being, a beautiful, I, I, I feel, very valuable book for anyone who has questions about improving their health and well-being, who's a Course in Miracles student, or even, I think it's a great book, Cindy, for folks who are just beginning to look at the course. It's it's so clear and so helpful. And as we were going to the break, I was saying I was going to ask you about something you said, which is uh, you were quoting from the course about being vigilant only for God. So in a practical application, in a day-to-day, moment-by-moment thing, let's say you, you wake up and you have a sense of dread. You wake up and you're, you realize, oh, I'm in physical pain or something happens throughout the day. What does it actually mean to you to be vigilant for God? Well, first, it's having the awareness of when you're not. (laughs) So in other words, when you're, you know, in that moment, you start to feel a sense of dread or you wake up and you feel um, depressed or you, you feel like, Oh, you know, that feeling like, Oh God, I gotta, I have so much, you know, I have to do, or, or all of a sudden maybe you do feel a pain or you have a headache or whatever it is. It's catching yourself in the moment of when you start to allow that to become your identity and that, you know, and so it's about being aware first and foremost catching yourself so that way you know reminding your mind that you still have a choice it's about always returning to your mind and saying regardless of how i feel i can catch myself i can remember that if i don't feel good even if it's a pain in the the body um i i can do what i would normally do for the body and take care of it the best i can but let me remember that it doesn't mean that i have to suffer suffering is a choice suffering is in the mind and I can remember that I'm a mind and not a body. And I can be vigilant. This is what it means to be vigilant, is to <clears throat> let go of the temptation. Watch the temptation. Just look at it. Watch the temptation of the ego to make you want to believe that that's what you are. And it does that through thousands of different forms. And one of them is pain in the body. It's, it's a, um, it could come as a sense of dread, um, depression, anything. Um, but when we can catch it, in the moment, we start to feel that way. Just say, okay, this is the ego. And it's showing up for me right now in this particular form. There are many forms, but this is one of them. I can stay vigilant. To be vigilant for God means that I can go back into my mind. Remember, I'm a mind and not a body, which means I can look at this differently. I can look at it through innocence, through through the Holy Spirit, which is another teacher in my mind that I have access to that is streaming through me constantly it's constantly there i just need to choose it but actively choose it and be aware that i have a choice so as you just it's really just practicing training the mind to catch yourself when you're you when you are feeling anything less than joy anything less than peaceful you just want to catch it so you can make the switch and sometimes this is a a process that involves sort of a thought by thought process you might not be able to make the switch all at once right sometimes it takes a while to work your way but that's okay yeah. if you can just get to that next step, though, of remembering you have choice of how you're looking at it, you know, um, and then you just thought by thought, you know, meaning that could mean going to the course, you know, picking out certain thoughts that right-minded ideas that in the course for you means your innocence. For you means it's a, for you that you, maybe that you really truly resonate with, that uplifts and inspires you, that reminds you of your wholeness. You know, and as you do this and you actually apply, you know, these kinds of things to those moments where you do feel 
upset, you know, or when your peace is disturbed, when you're doing this over and over again, actively and being vigilant, that's being vigilant. You know, that's saying, you know, I'm demonstrating that I'm actually putting into practice the course is done system. You know, I'm not just saying the words, but I'm, I'm actually practicing it, you know? And um, so it's, again, number one is really catching yourself when the ego comes up that can come up member in, in thousands of different forms. Oh, yeah. Just saying, you know, this doesn't have to define me. It doesn't have to define me. You know, I can change my mind about this. I, my, the whole work of the course is, uh, it's always perception is interpretation. And I can interpret this through the lens of innocence rather than the lens of fear. You know, the Holy Spirit over the ego, you know, through truth instead of illusions, you know, and I can perceive this. So just by doing that, and doing it over and over again, though, anytime yeah. your peace is disturbed, that's being vigilant. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just, and you might not feel different right away. See, that's the point. Remember that let go of any attachment to a particular outcome. Just let yeah. it go. Just do the steps, trusting, this is where trust comes in, that as you do the steps, peace will come to you. Mm-hmm. But let it come when it comes. Don't worry about exactly, you know, when it will come because it will come. Yeah, because the ego, the way that the ego is asking us to be vigilant is the ego is asking us to be vigilant, to to be in the mindset of, you see, it's not happening. It's not happening. It's not working. God's not here for me. I've been abandoned. I'm on my own. I I can't wait for the Holy Spirit. I've got to take action now. I've got to do something now because my interpretation is I'm sinking. I'm failing. So I've got to snap into action. I can't just sit around and wait for God to help me. This is insane. You know, and the ego. So, you know, like we can do, you know, a beautiful handing over white light meditation and five seconds later, the ego is saying, no, it's not working. That's right. I mean, I've experienced that. I have definitely experienced Mm -hmm. that. And I could say I've only experienced it once, but I've experienced it multiple times. And that's where we're vigilant for God will say, like for me, I say to the ego, ego, I hear you, but you are no longer in charge. So, mm-hmm. yeah. you're, yeah, because the ego, you know, in a sense, the, the, the delusion is that the ego is trying to protect us, which, of course, it's not. But that's the, the ego's, uh, the line it's trying to feed us is that it's trying to protect us. So, I, I, I literally will, in my mind, turn and face to the ego and say, you had your chance. It didn't work. We're not doing that anymore. So, shh, watch and learn. Mm-hmm. Learn. Yeah. And I have found that more and more, my ego just gets quieter and quieter and quieter. Mm-hmm. Yes, I, and I do think it does start with that awareness that, you know, they just, we can't really change our mind unless we're aware that we're already choosing. We've already chosen yeah. the ego, you mm-hmm. know, and, and some, sometimes I remind myself, you know, there's really just also just a, the ego is a belief. Like anything yeah. else, it's not even real. You know, the ego itself is not even real. You know, so it's sort of like sometimes I'll, you know, um, I remind myself that I'm again the ego. I'm there's a belief in the ego which I can withdraw my belief from it. You know through choosing again. You know again what I would have myself be. You know uh, that which is invulnerable, perfect spirit, innocent. You know totally healed and whole in the love of God. You know or I can buy into this illusory idea that just this form of separation we call the ego. You know I could let that be where I operate from. You know, but then I, I question, I go, why would I want to choose that? Why, what, it's like a questioning. What is this really bringing me? You know, if I really look, if every time I've chosen the ego, it has not brought me joy. 
you know, um, why do I, you know, want yeah. to condemn myself, you know? And so I kind of ask those questions and then it's easier to make the shift when I question it. Is this really bringing me the peace, you know, that I say I want? Yeah. And, you know, we can, we can ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, make it really clear to me, please, that anytime I choose the ego, I'm prolonging my suffering and I don't wish to do that anymore. So help me to understand that. Help me to really comprehend it. I'd like to really get it. I'm willing. And then we demonstrate our willingness, our vigilance by, in a moment by moment uh, practice of just, we we're feeling like we, we'd like to blame somebody and we just go, yeah, I'm not going to do that now. I see there's another choice. Yes. Yeah, there is another choice. And, you know, um, I received another download again <laughs> um, a few <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> I, I talk about one of the downloads in my book of a very beautiful message I received, you know, from the Holy Spirit and taking the form of, of Jesus's love coming through my mind. And this other time it happened a few uh, weeks ago, I understood that the message was for me and then I was I was to extend it to all my brothers and sisters. So the message was, you know, remember, and it came into me again as a block of thought. Remember that the goal is not to try and make the world perfect or people perfect or even your yes. body perfect. The goal is that you can have the perfect peace. You can learn perfect forgiveness. But let go of the need to keep trying to make everything else out, seemingly outside of you perfect. It's never going to be that way. It's impossible. You know, and so, but what, but you can have perfect peace. And the way to do that is to remember that there's a place inside of you called the quiet center. The course calls about that you can return to. Everybody has the same potential to return to this quiet center of your mind where the Holy Spirit resides in your mind, where that's the place when you get in touch with it, that you will be directed how to use the body with love instead of fear when you join in this quiet center. Mm. That's what I also recommend reminding you know all of us that we do have this and any time we do feel intensity all the forms intensity and fear takes and it could be body issues it could be a sense of dread whatever it is remember that all the while that seems to be happening it's like a swirling clouds outside of you that appears to be outside of you but Mm -hmm. there's this calmness in the center of your being that you can always return to even just thinking about it is calming we just say, gosh, I can just close my eyes for a minute, get very calm, as calm as I can, and, and, and find my center. Find this center. Actively seek it. Actively seek it because it's there. And then from that place, as you join with the Holy Spirit, tune in and listen and just pause and just feel the stillness, feel the silence. Because God is abstract. It's, it's silent. There's no yeah. sound. There's no noise. Yeah. Let let you be, let yourself be inspired and directed from that place, and you will if you truly are, you know, willing and have the willingness to go there. You will receive many, many, many benefits over time. It's a process, but you can yeah. also receive instantaneous peace. It can come instantaneously, you know. And um, sometimes it takes a little longer, and that's okay. That's that's the way it is. It's the, it's a process sometimes. Yeah, because it's. Uh... It's not that we're being tested, but it's, I just think there's a part that all of us have to go through, Cindy, where we just have to keep saying yes, 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 even though it feels like we're in a, it's a storm, it's a hurricane, it's a nightmare, it's a tornado, we're saying, 
I am, even in the midst of this, rising above it. Even in the midst of it, I am safe. Even in the midst of it, all is well. Uh, it's like I used to go skiing in there uh, a lot and, uh, well... Not a lot, but I used to go skiing on a regular basis, which I haven't done in a while. And I love it. And I would often find myself in places where I literally could die. Mm-hmm. You know, skiing can be very dangerous. Yeah. And it's like you turn a corner and you're like, oh, no, it's a double black diamond. And I am not a blo- I'm not a black diamond person. And there's no way out but to go down, you know, or, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, you just have to go. And, you know, or the, 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 the path is so narrow and it's just you, you could easily fall off the side of the mountain. Seriously, you know, especially like in the Alps and different places like that. And so I would just just say all is well, all is well, all is well. I'm one with the mountain. God loves me. Life loves me the mountain loves me i am all all is well all is well and so i i still felt fear because it's just a natural thing when you could die physically you're physically yes, in, a, yes. in a possible death that, yes. you know that your body is going to be uh reacting to that and mm-hmm. and uh, and still i was telling myself the truth and placing my faith in God. And so it's having experiences like this are the opportunity that we're asking for to retrain our mind because I haven't died. I didn't fall off the mountain. I wasn't killed. I got down all those double black diamonds that I ever encountered and maybe it wasn't fun, but I, I, I managed it and I'm, I'm, I feel more strength for it. So Every challenge that we face is perfectly designed for us to let go of the attachments that cause our fear. We can actually be in a very scary situation and feel completely at peace. We can. Yes, I think that's a really good example of that, of the being vigilant. See, that's a good example of being vigilant, what you just described. Mm-hmm. That regardless of even like the body may have symptoms of fear or react with fear, which really is coming from the mind, but but for you to stay vigilant and still, see, still remember the truth, even when, you know, in the face of great challenge, that's being vigilant. When you still remember, you still go, well, I all is well, you know, or I, you know, and you can even remember that I, I'm having a dream that, that again, I'm, oh, I'm going down this mountain, you know, or I'm, but that's really being vigilant for the thought system of the Holy Spirit in the face of great challenge. It doesn't mean though you don't do the normal thing. Like you do the best you can, you know, while you're yes. here to be in a body like you did, or you, you, maybe you have to, you do your best to take it as slow as you can, or you so you, again, you'd be normal, but in your mind, you know, the truth still, you can still hold those thoughts regard, you know, and then as you go down the mountain, as you were describing, even if it seems scary, you can go down the mountain with the Holy spirit. Say, so I'm going to go down them as long as I have to go down the mountain. I, I can go down That's with right. a different teacher. I don't have to go down with the ego. Right. You know, and I can trust that as I join with the Holy Spirit, as I'm God, you know, I will be led. I will be led down the mountain, you know, and I will get through this. And I, regardless of what happens, I'm, everything is still okay. Yeah. I am still taken care of and in the light of God. Yeah. You know, and I think that's a good example though, of that, you know, you know, it reminds me when the Course says, well, the ego let us down the ladder, and in order to go down, to climb up the ladder, we still have to sort of go back up through the fear, but we can do it with a different teacher. Right. We can do it with the Holy Spirit. Same thing as, you know, we can just remember, we think that we're going down symbolically in a state of fear. Well, I can even choose to look at it also and just invite, remember to ask for help. Remember to ask for the Holy Spirit also to join, join with you as you're going through it. 
That's Never it right else. there. Instead yeah. of trying to go it alone. Yes. Yes. You know, and, and um, it's understandable that we all go through a phase where we have to give up this idea of going it alone, or that somehow it's better to go it alone, it's better not to trust. The whole don't go it alone is about trusting and that development of trust section in the Manual for Teachers tells us the value of developing trust. It's required. We are not going to get through our human experience uh, and attain enlightenment without the development of trust. So we can delay the development of trust as long as we like. We can delay it and delay it and delay it. But ultimately, that is the curriculum that we are in. And at some point, we can just recognize and roll up our sleeves, our spiritual sleeves, and go, okay, Holy Spirit, I'm all in. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's get this thing done. <laughs> and uh, yeah. th- th- that's what I, I did. I just, mm-hmm. I was just like, okay, I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm doing this. And for me, all in means I, I forget. I mean, especially when I started, I'd forget a thousand, two, three, four, five thousand times a day, literally. And I'd have to remember. Uh, but that for me was still being all in. Yes. Yeah. I think, see, that's a commitment you're making. Yeah. You know, when we make the commitment and have the willingness, I love the willingness the Course uses, is it really does take willingness to, to, to make the commitment. This is a, this path, the path of A Course in Miracles is a commitment. You know, it's, it's a, it, it requires is. tremendous focus and, and big willingness. You know, yes, it, it takes at first seemingly little willingness, but as we go along in our practice of the Course, we realize it, it does take big willingness sometimes to really stay vigilant, you know, and yes. to keep committed you know, to, to, to keep the vigilance and as we go along and knowing that maybe sometimes we'll, we, we might feel like we take a few steps back on the pro we might feel like we take it, but then we move forward another few steps, but then we might take another step back, but that's a natural process as we end up. Yeah. yeah. You just, you might naturally go back and forth a little bit, you know, and that's okay. We just have to be gentle with ourselves. Exactly. Loving and non-judgment, non-judgmental. Exactly. As we go through it. Yeah. I'd like to ask you another question. So just very much related to the human experience right now. Um, I perceive that there's a, a, a greater intensity that is continuously happening. It's as though it's the pressure that makes the diamond is how I think about it. It's I feel it as more and more light shining into this dimension, uh, this part in our experience. And so more and more the light is in our mind and we can see uh, where we're not walking the talk where we're not committed and the temptation is either to to roll up our sleeves or to bury our head in the sand and that people who have been delaying not wanting to look at it not willing to think about it understandably feeling overwhelmed i certainly remember that feeling helpless and hopeless um but it's just going to get more and more intense for them is my what I'm witnessing is that people who are avoiding is just getting more and more intense for them. And people who are willing are experiencing um, the quickening uh, at, at amazing speed. And uh, I, this has to be, unfortunately, our, our last question. We're going to wrap this right up here. So what's your perception or your sense of it? <clears throat> yeah, I think, well, there's no, no doubt that, the more light that seems to shine through the dream, you know, or in, into the dream, so to speak, um, 
there there's definitely those that are severely to various degrees threatened by the light. And remember, let's remember there, there's only one ego and all of us, yeah. you know, are, are this one ego appearing as thousands of different forms. Um, but some, some forms are to various degrees. Some are accepting the light, some are rejecting it. Mm-hmm. And that's always going to be the case until the mind, the one mind um, is gradually being healed. You know, there's always going to be, parts of aspects of the whole, of the sonship that are going to be experiencing intense darkness. And we all have been and go through those stages. So none of us are exempt from that. We've all gone through those. So, but the more I see it as that the light is a great threat and those that aren't ready to accept the light are going <clears> to, <throat> they're going to appear to just disappear off the planet. Mm. In other words, they're going to, maybe they're, that means for them that they're, they're, they're going to make the choice that this is the time of their passing. And that they're going to appear to be reborn, you know, again, when in divine timing, whenever, whenever that is. But mm-hmm. I, I do see from the perspective of the world that, that there is great threat um, as more light is being shined through, through the dream. And there's so many um, situations now where people are leaving the planet. And I think there's that, that's, that was all set up ahead of time mm-hmm. and again, you know, but I think, um, because the whole in this dimension, even though it's illusory, but in this dimension, we do appear to be there is appear there appears to be a broader awakening happening. And then so what happens is, is that those that are threatened by that, you know, are going to appear to leave the planet. And then as the planet and people, you know, start becoming more realized and in, in what they really are. But it's not. I See, this is all. Happening. I have to. Uh, I have to interrupt you. Sure. sure. Okay. <laughs> so we, we have to wrap it up here. Yeah. Um, but this is so helpful, and uh, I'd like to let everybody know they can go to cindylaura.com, uh, uh, and they they can uh, find you as a counselor. They can uh, get uh, your CDs. Uh, there's so many wonderful things that Cindy offers, and she. Uh, does workshops uh, by herself and with Gary. So I really encourage everybody to go to cindylaura.com. Check out her website. You can go to amazon.com and lots of places to get her new book, A Course in Health and Well-Being. And uh, I want to thank you for being a guest with me today, Cindy. I really appreciate it. I love loved chatting with you. I always love no. chatting with you, so thank you. Yeah, it always goes so fast, too. Yes, it does. <laughs> and I'd like to let everyone know, too, a couple of things. I have a free class that I'm uh, he- uh, healing and harmony, relationship healing and harmony. It's back by popular demands live class today. Join me. Bring your questions. If you can't join me live today, then uh, today, November 7th, then you can definitely get the download and the transcript. I'm doing it on video. So it's so I'm trying out something new webinar form, and I'm going on a spiritual adventure. Come with me. Register for the free class, Relationship Healing and Harmony, at jenniferhadley.com, and uh, we're opening registration for Masterful Living today. Uh, my New Year's Reboot Retreat at Unity Village. Uh, registration is on. We're filling up, and uh, I also. We're doing a fundraising campaign. We have individuals who have come forward to donate 
to the Power of Love Ministry, which funds the radio show and everything that I'm doing, we're doing. And they have donated $25,000 as a matching grant. And today, we're setting out to raise uh, $25,000. They're going to match it dollar for dollar. So with that total, if we can raise the total and get the total matching of the 25, total of $50,000, this is going to help us to expand our free offerings, expand our curriculum into where we really feel called to go, which is uh, training ministers and offering more free classes to more people, classes in parenting, classes in, in grief recovery. We've got so many things that we'd like to support people in truly living the love and walking the talk of A Course in Miracles. So if you see an email from me or a letter from me, won't you make some contribution so we can maximize that full matching grant and raise the total $50,000 to help so many people all over the world. Quick prayer here. So grateful, so thankful to partner up once again with the Holy Spirit and remember and recognize the truth of our being, which is that we are one with God. We are perfect love. It's our true identity. And in gratitude, we know it for everyone, and we allow it to simply be the truth of our life. And so it is. Amen. 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 God bless you, everybody. Thank you, Cindy. Thank you. Thank you, Jennifer.